Matt Stepp, what would you say is the biggest difference between American Thanksgiving and Canadian Thanksgiving? Canadian football. Tap and step. Your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. And I am the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. I mean that sincerely. I say a lot of things I don't mean, and I can say that on the par- on the premium podcast. Uh, what? But I actually do. I actually do care about you guys and and mean it when I say. So you don't care about all the freeloaders on TFT? Thanks for being a Dave. I do care about them. <laughs> I do care about them. Okay, but I care sure. about these people more. Yeah. That's, I think that's, they put food in your tummy. They, oh, that's that's for darn sure. Uh, this is your, believe it or not. I cannot believe this. Week Seven preview edition. But Week seven. The weather's gotten cooler. Mm-hmm. It's glorious. It, it, it is. It is. Uh, it is officially hashtag hoodie weather. It's like the one month of the year that the weather's great. So, do you agree? That you, I mentioned on TFT. the The peak outfit is hoodie and shorts. In I, my opinion, yeah. If you can do hoodie and shorts, if that's if that's the outfit that is most is like is most suited for your, the weather that means the weather is the best it could possibly be so i'm a little ocd and I, so I, I have a thing about wearing long sleeves with shorts mm-hmm. so i'm a little ocd so I, I wouldn't do hoodie and shorts but i do wear i do i will bust out a hoodie mm-hmm. and i'll wear like with some pants or something I, I, I'm, as you can tell i'm a fan of hoodie weather as you can tell i'm quite quite the hoodie i think this. friday night is going now you'll you'll be you'll be in the studio but i think okay. friday night in the metroplex is going to be a uh, hoodie weather i think it will be too it's gonna be great uh okay this is your week seven preview by the way uh, Step is going to be on the road next week. Yes, uh, for Canadian Thanksgiving. Yes, I'll be celebrating Canadian Thanksgiving with my family. That's uh, on Monday, the fourteenth, I believe. That sounds right. Yeah. It's a Monday. Yeah. That's what throws me. Yes, off. Canadian Thanksgiving is on a Monday. We, it's it's concurrent with Columbus Day, which is the <laughs> yeah it, on the holiday rankings. It's probably the the lowest. But yeah. I, I say it's not Columbus Day. It's Canadian Thanksgiving. But I take would, off work for Canadian Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, uh, but I would say that. Um, what's it, what's really interesting about about this is because our obviously our Thanksgiving is on a Thursday, mm-hmm. which I think is a specific play to try to get a four day weekend because oh, for sure nobody works on Friday. I mean, we do, but yeah, nobody with a nobody with real big boy jobs. Mm-mm. Not uh, really. No, the uh, banks are open on Fridays though. I always take a holiday, though. I take a personal day on the day of Thanksgiving. Do you really? I have playoff football to watch, sir. I guess that's true. <laughs> I can't, can't be, I can't be saddled with, with work, with my day job. You're so wise. I know. You're so wise. Yes. Um, but yeah, next week's a road game. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll have Tep and Step next week. Yeah, we will. Don't worry. We'll have Tep and Step with you. Yeah. We're, we're with you throughout the whole thing. So maybe, we'll be by phone. By hook or crook. From, we'll from Cambridge, Ontario. Yes. So, um, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. I did not turn the volume down on my computer. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Matthew. It's been muted. We're going to get to a little bit of a week six recap plus a week seven preview. But we will start, Matthew, as we always do, with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. It's real simple this week, Matt. Matt Stapp. What team has scored the most points in a game this season so far? So, I will tell you it is a, is a 
eleven man UIL team. So okay. you don't. So we're talking eleven man. There was because we had a Knox City, Knox City, and um, whoever they beat this week. Is it Paducah? Or Paducah. Something? Yeah, they uh, Knox, Knox City, City hung made, their, they made their free throws down the stretch. Yeah, they hung one hundred and fourteen on them. We're not talking about that because if you're interested, the highest scoring six man team this year uh, was do 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 do. Uh, the 116 over Motley County, 116-94. That's the highest scoring of any team. But an 11 man. Oh, somebody what is, scored 84, and I'm having trouble remembering who it is. Oh my gosh, dude, you're a freak. It's 84 though, right? It's 85. Oh, it's yes. 85. Okay. So I'll tell you who's not. Crane scored 80 against yeah, Iran. Yeah. Rockdale scored 80 against Maynard New Tech. Shout out Ish. Yeah, sorry, Ish. Uh, Weatherford scored 80 over Granbury in that 81, 81, 81, 40, right over Granbury. Atascacita is second on the list. 82, right? 82 nothing yeah. over Pasadena Rayburn. Who scored the most points? I'm trying to think of like what hints I could give you. Um, 5A. Okay, 5A. Um, was it San Antonio Wagner? It is not San Antonio okay. Wagner, but you're close. Uh, let me make sure I d- before I give you this little bit that I'm right. Yes. First year head coach, a a a a, a head a, a first year head coach who has been a head coach at another place and had pretty good success. Five A, but he's in a different region than he was. Hmm. I'm stumped. I I can't. I'm, what if I were to tell you? That after the game, I bet they went and enjoyed some delicious barbecue. Oh, it was a Lockhart. Lockhart. They scored eighty. Yeah, they, they, it was like eighty-five to twelve. Or eighty-five something? to twelve. They beat yeah. San Antonio Memorial. Yeah, I knew uh, they had San Antonio in there. I remember. I remember seeing that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we have had five teams crack the eighty-point mark, uh, but the highest-scoring team so far this year, it but we're, is Lockhart, eighty-five to twelve. Although we are getting into district play. Which means, yeah. especially at the small school level, yeah, and the running clock could be a could be a factor. That's when you get into like, didn't Mart hang like ninety mm-hmm. on someone, mm-hmm. ninety one to six over Itasca, yeah. I, I, I think, yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, anyway, that is your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. All right, let's get to a little bit of a week six review. Even though it was the largest bye week of the year, um, still some big time. Big time. We had a, we've had a lot. A lot has happened today. Yes, it's Monday. We've had a lot happen today. Yeah. So let's let's kind of run through that. The one, the first one that caught my eye, the stash lives. Uh, yeah, I, I well, hope. Yeah, I bet. I bet Atwood shaved it. You think? Week. Yeah, I bet he shaved it. I bet he. Got so that for those who don't know, Kyle Atwood, the coach at Dallas. Was had made a, a we had a great story on TexasFootball.com from Jay Plotkin about how Alice's coaching staff had said, "Hey, we're going to grow out our mustaches till we lose," mm-hmm. and they were five and zero oh, heading into this week, and everyone's looking and th- they suddenly got these. I mean, let's be honest, they got some Tom Selleck porn stashes yeah, going they're, on. They're, they're pretty hideous. They are. They're some, I'm sure their wives were not. Pleased. Yes. Well, it all comes crashing to an end on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Poor Lavac Calhoun. Puts, puts the work to him. Yes, 55. 55-7. Yeah. The dominant effort. Until today. Yes. In which, uh, did they self-report? Is that what happened? Uh, yeah. So what happened was Calhoun had a player ejected the week before against Gregory Portland mm-hmm. in the second half, which means he needed to sit out the uh, sec- the first half of the following game. Okay. Apparently Coach Whitaker Calhoun owned a mistake. He did not understand the rule correctly. Um, and checked with Tasso instead of checking with the UIL rules on that deal, and 
he played the kid in the first half of the Alice game. Mm. So he was not eligible to play. Therefore, uh, they self-reported in a forfeit. So, you know, it's one of those things that happens. Uh, Calhoun's good enough where I think they'll still make the playoffs. Yeah. It won't hurt them. But you they're know, now their, mar- their margin for error is a little smaller because they're, you know, they still have to play Cal Allen. Mm-hmm. They can't mess around and lose any other games. No, though, so. they, they're now 1-1 one one in district. Allis. Feeling two good. Oh, they're two and two zero. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah, with a big win over Calhoun. Yeah, um, they got to feel like they are they're they're sitting pretty now. There's still work to do. They still got Cal Allen. Still got Cal Allen well. got Southside. Mm-hmm. They still got Gregory. I think Gregory Portland still maybe. I yes. Think. Yeah, but yeah, I changed it in the in the in our score table to two, yes. two to zero. Alice. Yes, two zero. The old yeah. the old two zero win. Yep. But then there was other news that came down today too. Yeah. So really, kind of. Sad and shocking news out of Montgomery with this mm-hmm. whole hazing investigation. It's getting, it's getting pretty ugly. I Is think. it ugly? I haven't, I, I haven't heard any details. It's ugly. Oh no. Yeah. Oh god. It's ugly. Uh, yeah. Um, apparently, last week uh, the investigation has been been ongoing. Uh, apparently, uh, a lot of hazing upperclassmen. It's been going on for a while. It sounds like, and uh, twelve players were suspended last week um, mm-hmm. in their in their game. And then today it was announced that Montgomery is forfeiting their game against Huntsville this week. They're not even going to play. Mm-hmm. They're forfeiting the game. And my that, my thought is that the investigation is probably expanded. And they they just may not have enough kids to field a team. And Ugh. you know it, it may it's questionable whether Montgomery is going to finish the season. Like it's it's that bad. Wow. That's that's now you know to be clear. Huntsville is going to be a pretty considerable favorite in that game yeah. anyway. So that I mean there's that, but. Still, you hate to see, you hate to hear about that. Uh, and then on a a happier note, I would say, uh, what came out of the, or at least the tweets we're seeing out of uh, North Shore. Yes, so uh, Shadrach Banks is uh, back and will will apparently play this week. He's been medically cleared to play. Huge boost for North Shore. And we said it after that after the loss to Katie early in the year. If if their other guys can kind of step up and grow up a little bit while they don't have Banks. When they get Banks back, it could potentially make them that much better. So, obviously, he'll have to work his way into into game shape and work his way into form. But uh, he's got four or five regular season games left to do that, and then get ready for the playoffs. So, a big boost for North Shore. And then we had the Katie thing. You know, Bronson yeah. McClellan suspended Jeez. for two games uh, after the social media uh, posts, uh, insensitive language uh, used on Twitter or Snapchat. I think uh, after the Tompkins yeah. game, he's been suspended for two games. It's a lot of off the field stuff happening. Yeah. In the past well, few now days. to to be clear, look, they're going to be heavy favorites in the rest of their regular season. Yeah, yeah, Once yeah. they beat Tompkins, um, then they were going to be, you know, the, the, Katie Taylor is still kind of lurking there. You know, Maid Creek is still undefeated, but you know, but they are going to. Um, that is to me that that's that was that was a a a, a sad thing to see, and um, just you know. Kids, man, you yeah. can't forget. You can't forget that social we're talking media about lasts 16, forever. Yeah. Social media. Thankfully, we didn't have social media when I was around. When I was a kid because I'm sure I'd have said mm-hmm. some stupid stuff too. So, but it is um, that is what is going on right now. It's a lot of off the field stuff. Yeah. There, but it was a great week. I mean, even though we had all the, I mean, just looking at the on the field games. I mean, there was there was you know Carthage of Pleasant Grove was unbelievable. That was a great game. And you know, remember we sat here last week and I I said Scott Surratt in a big non district game will pull out a trick on you. And they do the throwback to yeah, Kai Horton. He did, and he he they got it done. So big props to them. Um, you know, Let me Kate, ask you. on the field, Katie Tompkins, I think, really impressed. And the, the rare moving into the top twenty-five after a loss, mm-hmm. but I think that kind of loss and the way they played against Katie was they were deserving. I think so. And I think you looked around, and um, our friend Tony Blaylock um, got to me on Twitter and, and mentioned that. Um, 
mentioned that in this streak, in this twenty, in this sixty something game streak that Katie, um, they haven't lost the district game since '07. Um, in that streak, they've only played three games within ten points. There's a there was one game with probably um, Cinco. Cinco was one with seven lakes that I think was within one point. Uh, yeah, in 2009 they beat Cinco Ranch 21 to 20. Uh, they beat Seven Lakes tw- 17 to 12, and and then there was the, the Tompkins game. Um, that was awful impressive. Alito, um, Midlothian. Yeah. Man. Okay. There's a couple of things. One, I do think that I, I think Midlothian's a really good team. Yes, I think Midlothian's a really good team, and I think that they are a. Um, I think they're they're a squad to be reckoned with, and I think that, that defense is going to keep them in a lot of games, et cetera, et cetera. I think Alito without Jason McClellan is beatable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and if he's out, the word is he's out with a knee injury. And uh, now they, from what the the rumblings, the 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 that I'm hearing is that he they expect him to be back for the playoffs. If he's back for the playoffs, and he's 100. percent It's all happy times in black mm-hmm. and orange land. Yep. Okay. But if he's not, and it's a knee injury for a running back. Yeah. Who's got a future ahead of him? And yes, exactly. And by the way, and by the way, who already has two state championship game, state, state championships, and two state championship game MVPs, mm-hmm. he has nothing else to prove. That's not to say he would he would who wouldn't play, but like he, that's certainly something that he's going to be thinking. He should about. think. I mean, I, I mean, yes. I'm, he sh- I mean, as big a high school football fans as we are, in the end, he's got a future and he's got a kid. Yes, he, I mean, he's a kid, and uh, you know, I wouldn't want to jeopardize my future. I mean, if you know. Right. Playing. If, if if he's not 100 percent cleared, he shouldn't play. Right. That's exactly. That's the bottom line. Shouldn't I mean, force himself in. No. Don't. Yeah. Don't. You know. Don't. Don't risk further injury if that's the case. But Toledo's. the only thing. The only thing I kept thinking about. The only thing I kept thinking about in this game. I was like, man, isn't Cal Allen just a souped-up Midlothian? That's all I kept thinking. They're kind, yeah. They're, they're very similar profiles. Maybe just a little. Cal Allen's probably a little bit better in the trenches. Right. And so I kept thinking. I'm like, man, that, that, that's the template. Yeah, Midlothian has set the template for beating Alito. Mm-hmm. Right, that's a template Cal Allen almost got done two years ago when they played in the state championship. Yeah, so um, you know Alito, I tweeted this out Sunday. Alito's eighty-six game district winning streak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I had that backwards. I said Katie hadn't lost in so seven. It's Alito hadn't lost. So. Yeah, Katie hadn't lost since oh nine. Uh, yeah, I think. they've got the second longest one. Yeah, yeah so Alito hasn't lost since oh seven to Everman. Um, <clears throat> you block. Yeah, uh, they only had one game within ten points. Man, in that entire streak. Two years ago, Boswell they they, they beat Boswell thirty five twenty six. That's been the only game within ten points. And then you look, there haven't been that many games that have been within twenty points. No, I mean they're very they few. Slaughter people. I mean they're all 30, 40 point wins. Right. And by the way, I mean look who they got. Centen- are they Burleson this week? You got Burleson this week. Burleson. I mean look, Burleson is 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 in many respects. That has kind of the same profile as Midlothian. They run the ball well. They rely on. They they take the air out of the ball. Um, that was that was awful uh, interesting to me, um, and then you just had some weirdo one-off results, like Klein Kane over the Woodlands. That came across my Twitter, and it was like a legit double take. Like, wait, what? That entire district's just it's upside crazy. Down. Yeah, no, every, everybody's got a loss. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty wild. But yeah, Klein a second year. This is I'd say what Klein Kane and Bridgeland this year in Houston yeah. are really in year two. Making making an impact mm-hmm. in the playoff races in in traditionally strong districts. So one other thing that I want to get to is down in the Golden Triangle. 
we had a game that got moved to Saturday. It had to be played because it was a district game. Yes. And we, we mentioned Beaumont United and Beaumont Westbrook. Uh, that was a that was a Beaumont Westbrook saying not today, brother type yeah. type game. That was a still got a ways to go. Yeah, little, it was like it was guy. like yeah yeah that was a, that was a patting you on the head type game there for for Westbrook. That was a, that was a flex because that game ended up being what forty nine twenty eight or something like that nine twenty six I believe yeah around there, but it was not close. That was a Westbrook came out and that was, you know what it was like it was like the Cowboy game, like the Cowboys game yeah. right where. The Cow- still bitter, still bitter. Sorry, buddy. But it was like the Cowboys game, where they got... Green Bay ran out to a huge lead, and the game was over. The fact that it became cosmetically better is, is all it was. It was mm-hmm. cosmetically. The other one... Can we talk about Jasper? Can they play <laughs> a freaking game, please? Yeah. I, I, I put this in my 10 thoughts column, which is not up yet, but it should be up tomorrow, yeah. uh, Tuesday. Um, our good buddy Ish is recovering from Austin City Limits, I'm sure. So... <laughs> Hopefully he's doing better today. Teeth and teeth and peace. Yeah, um, Jasper has had t- now they've had three games canceled. Yeah, three. They made one up on a reschedule, but they lost. Yeah, that's the only game they lost. They've had three of their regularly scheduled games canceled: the season opener against Lumberton, the game against Livingston, and then this week against West Orange Stark. And Coach Barbet's got to be wondering, what the heck, man? Can we just play our games and get get into district? Yeah. They're gonna play eight games. I think they're only they're only gonna play eight games this in the yeah. regular season. I mean, it's it's wild, and um, and it would have been seven if they hadn't had that game rescheduled. If, if yeah, if, if Shane Anderson, the coach of Dieball, hadn't been like, hey, let's you know, let's let's yeah. dial this thing up. Um, this is um, th- this is a really really it, it's an odd situation where we're just not gonna know about them until until we get it. And who was I talking about like that um, to begin with? Um, but there, there are some of those teams that like now we start thinking. Um, it was you know what it was you know what it was if you go back to what we were talking about with Allen last year, where Allen because they weren't challenged so much, because they weren't challenged, it was one of those things that like we started saying we're not going to know if Allen is a, is the best team in the state until it's too late. That's what it was, and it, and by the way, it ended up being we didn't know until they. Brandon Duncanville. And mm-hmm. then it was like, oh, oh, they're not. Okay. Well, actually, they're the third best team. You know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't just like, oh, they're the second best. It's like, oh, no, you drop. And maybe they were the fifth best team behind Longview, Westbrook, whatever you want to say. Yeah. There are other there are other of those schools that I can't help but think that we're getting into that mode where oh, now that we're into district play, there are a lot of teams that aren't going to get pushed, that aren't going to get challenged, and we're not going to know how good they are until we know how good they are. Like, until they get into a dogfight, probably yeah. in a playoff game. That's the that's the thing about district district mm-hmm. play is the games are more important, but you also get a lot more and and there's yeah results. and there's no but there's no margin for error. There's no margin for error now. So let me ask you quite one more thing before we wrap up this. Uh, to go back to that um, to go back to that Carthage and and Pleasant Grove game. Now Carthage never left the state title contention conversation. Yeah, last year was a down year, and they yes, went to the semifinals. semifinals, and they lost to thirteen. Lost to like. 14-1. They lost to an unbelievable Liberty Hill team. Yeah. Right. Let, let me... Who's your pick right now? If I were to ask you who your pick to win for a Division One is. Oh, boy. Right? Because you got a lot of options. Yeah. A lot of options. We have, we have Argyle number one in our rankings, and Argyle certainly deserving of that ranking. I think the margin between Argyle and Carthage is razor thin. I think so, too. It's a that that's a and this is a cop out answer I know but right if Ar- Argyle and Carthage would play, 
on a neutral field. Actually, I can I'd, tell you that. Yeah. Personally, I'd really have to think hard about it. So you know what's funny? We can, so the computer loves that Pleasant Grove win. Yeah, right Carthage now... Pleasant, uh, our God, mm-hmm. didn't they? Yeah. Carthage would be an eight-point favorite over Argyle right now, I'd which lo- is a an little... Argyle-Carthage state title game would just make my heart just flutter. That would be great. Yeah. But, but hey, man, bobbing along, I know they took that loss earlier to Argyle, but La Vega would love another piece. Yeah. La Vega would I, love another so, piece. So La Vega had the fight. Another, they had the Golly. fight against Liberty Ilo. I'm wondering, they're off well, this week, and I wonder if there's going to be some suspensions for them yeah. that could impact their district opener against Stephenville, I believe. Yeah. Uh, well, and Liber- it's crazy. It's been a lot going well, on. Well, Liber- and Liberty Ilo, that's. I'm, I'm certainly not making any excuses, okay? Liberty Ilo's had a rough go of it, okay? Liberty Ilo is 0 6 now. And, by the way, that's coming off of a year last year that was very much not up to their standards. Um, they have gotten driven a lot this year. And so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's it's a really – it's a, it's an unfortunate situation. But in any case, that's some week six talk. Let's move on to week seven. Week Let's seven. Talk about some games. Week it's seven. Good slate. It's a really nice slate. It's a really nice slate. Can I just – you know what? This is not a game I'm going to – this is not a game that I'm going to pick. But can I just put right off the top? Right off the top, because I just, for some reason, jumped out of my spreadsheet, and I want to say it before and get it on a wax. I want to issue an upset alert. All right. Let's okay. hear it. Let's get, this, is a, this is a premium boo, podcast boo, upset alert boo. from Greg Tepper. I think Dallas Kimball can beat Red Oak. Okay. I think Kimball's legit, man. All right. I think they got dudes. <clears throat> I'm going to see them in a few weeks against Sock. I think... I that think, will be fun. I think that... Oh, that's always... It's a Thursday night, too. That's always... You should come with me. Fun. Thursday night? It's a Thursday night it's game. Greg? It's at, at Kincaid. Kincaid? Just think about it. So my mom's a Kimball grad, so I can't be I can't be unbiased in this. I'm just saying I'm just saying Kimball's just putting it on your radar. Kimball's not bad. R- Computer has Red Oak as a five point favorite, and I think that sounds about right. I, I think it's within the score. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm excited to see. This is the first real litmus test to see if Kimball mm-hmm. how they, how they stack up with Sock. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's apropos of nothing. All right, let's get to our draft. It is our tap and step draft, wherein we go through and we pick games, go back and forth. Um, if you're first time joining us, welcome. Uh, we Thank did a coin subscriber. We did a coin toss before the podcast. I won the coin toss. Dang it. Uh, and so I get the first pick. Once a, once a game is picked, it's off the board. And okay, all right. There is this giant neon sign of one game mm-hmm. this week that everyone's going to talk about because it's a great rivalry game and because it's a prospect factory and because it's it's all these things right it's all these things mm-hmm. but it's not going 1-1 in today's draft cuz going 1-1 in today's draft we're going saturday at trailer stadium in beautiful oh, rosenberg texas you're taking my game <laughs> darn right i am a battle of unbeatens as a&m consolidated takes on Lamar Consolidated. And I've got to tell you, Lamar Consolidated was a team that we we took a flyer on in the magazine. In the magazine, I want to say we had them ranked. I believe we did. We had them ranked. Mm-hmm. We were like, you know what? We like what they have coming back. They had eight starters on both sides of the ball. Um, even though, look, the record, the past couple, basically before last year, under Rick LeFevre's struggled. Was, they were bad. Yeah. The division split really helped them. Yes. That helped them in a big, big way because they're a Division Two team. This is yes. five, this 10-5 at Division Two, And last year, 7-4, and four, kind of the 
the hop and the skip. Mm-hmm. We thought this was the leap. And right now, 5-0, and yeah. rolling, and you can see the things that we liked about them coming to fruition, right? Byron Harris, B.J. Harris, their quarterback, has been really good. Really good. Tay McWilliams, their running back, he's been the bell cow, is a stud. Yeah, he's been I the bell cow. I love this kid. I think he's. I think he is strong. He is bruising. Their offensive line's doing the job, and they are grinding it out. And by the way, their defense very fast, very, very fast, fiz- very fast, and a fiz- little undersized, but they play physical and they're very fast. They have been great. They're going up against AM Consolidate. We've talked about them on this podcast before. About this is this is a home run derby team. Okay. Loaded with skill talent. Gage Paul, their quarterback, is great, and he is really good at distributing it to the dudes. And the dudes are everywhere. Devin Price, Brian Darby, Nate Floyd. All three high-level FB. I mean, loaded. Darby's OU commit. Uh, and um, uh, Gosh, what's it? Uh, it's Darby and then uh, Price. Mm-hmm. Price is committed to A&M. And then uh, Floyd is got multiple bunch of D one offers. Yeah. He'll, he'll play. He's going to be a P five yes. guy as well. These are this team is this this team is absolutely loaded, and it's a third year under Lee Fedora. Uh, like these were these were two teams that we both said this is the leap year, and it has been going absolutely. I, I think the key we w- that we talked about we, we Adam Consolidated won the state seven on seven title. Mm-hmm. We knew they had the skill talent. The question was defensive line, offensive line, and really defense as a whole. And I, I think they've answered those questions so far. One hundred percent. I think they have. It's been really really interesting to see. Now there is one giant looming question. Has Lamar Consolidate played anybody? That's the key. And the answer is probably Street no. schedule's a little lacking there. Okay. They have played their their opponents are a combined seven and eighteen. Rudder and Rudder last week was probably their best that's win. That's their best win. Yeah. That's their best win. That's their only win over over a team with a winning record. And yeah. Rudder's now three and two. Um and, and look, it's not like Adam Consolidate's played a murderer's row, but they got the feather in their cap. They got the Huntsville win. They went to Huntsville. They got a scalp, is what they did. Mm-hmm. Lamar Consolidate, this could be their scalp, but yeah. they got to go and earn it. This is a really interesting game that I think is dictated by, um, I think this is dictated by a lot of whether or not Lamar Consolidate can run the ball. If they can run the ball, they're in business. Then they are going to be in business, and they're going to be able to keep the ball away from A and M Consolidated. They're at home. They're at home. They can they can get a couple defensive big couple defensive big plays get that crowd fired mm-hmm. up on a Saturday night and 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 ride that to a win but every time consolidate I want to say consolidate they're both consolidated <laughs> every yeah. time A&M has the ball every play they're a threat to go all the way mm-hmm. like they are they, they're so dynamic they are and and I just think it's so hard to hold them down for four quarters yeah that's the difference for me what kind of luck we'll, we'll at the end well I'll give you my games but I'm telling you I, I'll be at this game what about, what, how, how is my luck? Back-to-back Saturday nights. Dolby and Umble and then A&M Consolidated and, Ro- and Lamar Consolidated. And these are, by the way... I'm riding a heater. Well, and that's, a, that's the thing. For those who, for those who are f- unfamiliar with your processes, these were mapped out months yeah. ago. Yeah. I mean, and now there just happen to be great games. Now, you've also got some duds. But we'll get into that. <laughs> so that's my first pick. My first pick is Lamar Consolidated and A&M Consolidated. All right. What was your, second, what was your first pick? I'm going out to El Paso for the big game <laughs> in El Paso. Yes, you are so right. Uh, as El, as the district opener. This is a district opener in 6A. This is a, one, of the, one of just three six-team districts. Thursday night? This is a Thursday night game. Mm. 
So I'm sure this will be profiled in Jay Plotkin's Thursday night column because 5-0 and El Paso Franklin travels across town to take on 4-1 and El Paso Americas in a game that most everyone in the Sun City feels like is going to be for the district championship. I'll go a step further. This is for best team in El Paso. Yes. Like, I think these are the, the de facto two, city championship. This is the de facto city championship. These are the two best teams in El Paso. Yeah. Now, the the playoff implications aren't really a lot in this in this game because Franklin is likely Division One. America's is one of the smallest. They're, they're going to be Division Two. So this is more for bragging rights and pride. And we know Patrick Melton real well at America's, and I can guarantee you they want to win this game. Oh, yeah. He he, he is a guy who, who is prideful and, and believes in his kids and his program. And he's got one of the best players, not only in the city, but in the state, in running back Aaron Dumas. He's a stud. He's put God, up he's video so game good. numbers yeah. video game numbers all year. and But they're going up against a, a Franklin offense that's averaging you know, over um, f- almost 50 points a game. Who's our quarterback? Uh, oh, uh, 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 Danny something. Yeah, and the, the Stonewall, uh, Danny Walther. Is, yeah, that's yeah. it. He's awesome. Gabe Stonewall, the receiver. They've got a bunch of skill kids. Franklin's mm-hmm. offense has been a flamethrower this year. So that, Franklin's a spread offense. They want to they get you in four wide, and they want to throw the ball around and spread you out and, and do the kind of things that most spread offenses do. Where America's, they're old school. They want to line up in the eye formation, and they want to run the ball right at you. So the, the contrast and styles in this game is going to be interesting. I, I think the key is which defense can step up. Mm-hmm. I think you know, both these offenses are so good and so efficient. I think this is going to come down to which defense can make the plays. I think I think in the back seven, you give the edge to America's. I think in the front, the, the defensive front, the edge goes to Franklin. So I think that might serve Franklin pretty well in this game to slow down, uh, try to slow down America's in that running game. So it's at the sack. That's a home game for America's. Yeah, um, man. Both. I mean, both have good performances outside the city. Franklin drilled Odessa Permian. I think they beat one of the better teams in New Mexico in non-district. America's took Amarillo Tascosa to the wire in yeah. their game. So. Um, these are two legit teams. Can I just here? Let me just speak. Um, I hope they're listening to the um, to the owners of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, to the people who sign our checks. If you're listening, a helicopter would be like super duper duper helpful for us because do you know how badly I want to be at this game? This game's going to be awesome. You could fly out there Thursday night and then just fly back Friday for the show. Yeah, I could. My in-laws are going to be in town. Oh, that's right. You're in-law. Dang it. Take your in-laws to El Paso. Let's have a vacation take, to El Paso. Take your in-laws, <laughs> take your in-laws take to them, El Paso. Take them to Chico's Tacos. It's quite a phrase to say. Um, <laughs> no, I think this game's great. I think you're right. And, and beyond, beyond it being, it's a district title, and that means something, especially in El Paso. But... Like, make no mistake, this is the matchup for who's got the buzz in El Paso. Who's the king of El Paso? The winner of this game is definitely the team to, the, the team that everybody's going to be talking about. Now, I will say this. Regardless of who wins, both teams are threats in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Both these teams are first-round threats, for sure. They, they, they could they could easily win a first-round playoff game and be a tough out in round two. I would, I would lean... I will say this. If America goes out there and wins that, because they're probably going Division Two. I mean, almost certainly. Are they? They're not yeah. locked in. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're but they're not locked. They're not locked, locked in. But like, they're probably going to Division Two. They would need, they need El Paso Socorro to get hot. He's got like a thirty-five game losing streak. Right. Yeah. They need them to get hot. But in any case, if they if they win this game and they start establishing themselves in that region and they go to Division Two, man, watch freaking out because they're dangerous. I'm I'm really excited about this game. I think this is one of the best games in the state, and I'm glad you took it. And now for my second pick, I'm going to take like Travis and Wesley. 
<laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> I got, I got, going I got, chalky, right? I got to have my take, uh, cake and eat it too. Uh, look, this is the game, right? This is the game, the Battle of the Lakes down there in Austin. This is the game that everybody's talking about. The game that everybody is always, it's always, uh, I've never been, I've never been to this game. Neither have I. No. And from what I understand, it's always a zoo, at least from a media perspective. Because oh, yeah. every TV station in town is going to be there. Every TV station. And then beyond that, you also get, this situation where, because they always have prospects, right? Because they've always got prospects, and especially in the um, at the quarterback spot, you've got all these scouting dudes who are always at this game, right? Oh yeah, because and and by the way, prospects galore in this game too. Okay, obviously Hudson Card, the Texas commit, the quarterback for uh, the quarterback for Lake Travis, is going to be one of the headliners here, um, and he has been. I think he's gotten better as the year went on. I think he was shaky. He struggled in the first game. Shaking yeah. their opener against Arlington Martin, but he's gotten better. He's kind of found his rhythm there. Um, the quarterback situation for Westlake is weird. and It's, it's the one of the weirder. And I wonder if this is the moment where, where Todd Dodge is finally going to pull the trigger. Because they've got three quarterbacks, right? Kirkland Michaud. They've got Kate Klubnick and Drew Willoughby, and they've played all three pretty much evenly. And they've had kind of they've all. I don't know if one has really separated no. themselves based on the performance. From what I understand, they would prefer to play Klubnick, the sophomore, the sophomore, yes. because for obvious reasons, it's like, hey, why don't we get you some big game experience, and then we can be really good for the next two years as well. They'd prefer if it was him, but the other guys have been so good that like you can't just say, okay, well, he's obviously the guy. So the quarterback situation there is bizarre. But the real difference for me is I think Westlake's defense is great. They've been sensational this and year. They and have, they have a knack for the big play. They have four six fumbles. They have seven interceptions. They've got 21 sacks. Sage Luther, their safety, is kind of the leader on this team. But Austin McClendon, their defensive lineman, is kind of their big force up front. What's so odd is to think that Westlake has won the last two. Like, they're, they have the streak right yeah, now. Yeah, right now they have Lake Travis's number. After Lake Travis beat them up for a decade. Yeah, yeah. And you, you wonder how... <sighs> I know in the past, Lake Travis has tried to kind of downplay the game a little bit, where I think this has been Westlake's, not Super Bowl, but a lot bigger game for Westlake than it has yes. been for Lake Travis. Lake Travis has really tried to downplay the rivalry a little bit and kind of focus more on the playoffs and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But now that Westlake's won two years in a row, and you know they've heard the chirping. Oh, yeah. And you, you know that they've heard it. So you wonder if, if maybe Lake Travis has got a little extra something to play for and something to prove in this game. Because of what happened in the week one against yes, Martin, this I think is, so. This is Lake Travis's first real big test since that Martin right. game. Because Lake Travis, let me pull up their schedule. They played Mansfield Summit and then they went right into district. Right. And so the districts what, other than like it's, no. Here's who they beat. Great. Here's who their wins are against: Mansfield Timberview, okay, Austin Bowie, yeah, Timberview. Sorry, Austin Bowie, Austin Akins, Austin High, Kyle Lehman. Okay, like they should be. They they are where they should be, right? They should they're five and one right now. That's where they should be, uh, basically based on 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 who they've played. Uh, you know, depending on what you think of, of Arlington Martin. Now we should we can certainly have a conversation as to whether or not they should have beaten Arlington Martin, but 
This is a this is a game that I think, and again, the one of the things I one of the things I kind of that kind of bums me out about this game is that there's really no playoff implications in this. It's no, just a rivalry. Russ game. Lake's probably Division Two. Lake Travis is probably Division One. Right, exactly. But so there's no playoff implications, which is a bit of a bummer. But I will say that from a my perception perspective, and as somebody who you know, we do the state rankings and we pay attention to the state and we start we, we it is our job to hopefully identify who the contenders are. I feel like Lake Travis needs this to get back in that conversation. Yeah, for sure. I think this is you know, they they they, they look like a little bit of a flawed team. I know they had the injury earlier in the year to their big tight end. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think this is this is the first real big test for let's be honest, Hudson Carr didn't look great in that Martin game. Mm-hmm. And so this is the first real test for him and that offensive line since that game. Because yeah. Westlake's defense, like you said, is legit. It's legit. So it's a really interesting matchup. And if Westlake, by the way, if Westlake comes out here and they and they they beat Lake Travis, and especially if they throttle him, because this is on the road. Not that that's really mattered in this in this matchup, but like this is on the road. Um, if they go out there and they throttle him, they beat them convincingly. Like it's Longview Westlake. And a gap, in my opinion, yeah. in 6A Division Two. Like at that point, you know, Westbrook has been been solid. Nothing, no, nothing unspectacular, though. No, unspectacular. I would say that it would then be Longview and Westlake in a league of their own in 6A Division yeah. Two. What's your second pick, Matthew? Going with the rivalry game in San Antonio, mm-hmm. big game in Northside ISD that is already sold out. How about that? Twelve thousand seats Ferris Stadium is sold out. Shout I mean, out to you, Alamo City. And I've been to this game before, and it's crazy town banana pants. It's awesome atmosphere. Mm-hmm. San Antonio Brandeis, San Antonio O'Connor, five and zero Brandeis, four and zero in district, taking on O'Connor, who's four and one and four and zero in district play. Um, this game's probably for the district championship, mm-hmm. um, and this is a huge rivalry game. This is the game. Remember a few years ago, there was that big giant food fight in, in the Waterburger. Yes, this is the game. This is the, oh, this is the this, uh, food fight game. Yes, yes, this is yes. The, game that, the food fight. There's a lot of off the field shenanigans in this game. I want to be clear: violence is never, never okay. Never okay. I have a hard time getting upset about a food fight. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure the. <laughs> And Whataburger's a good sponsor. Yeah. We love you, Whataburger. Yes, thank I'm sure you. the folks at Whataburger were not pleased about having yes. to clean, clean their I'm restaurant sure. up. Yes. The students probably had to, you know, they probably got in trouble. But yeah, it's, sure it's, it's a cool high school football sport. Yes. Um, this is a great game. Both these teams are excellent. Brandeis has been my kind of real sexy pick in San Antonio this year to, to make a, to, you know, but they got to the quarters last year and lost to Westlake. I think they have a chance to equal that and maybe on the right day upset Westlake if they can do that. But. O'Connor, other than the loss of steel to open the season, the, the Panthers have been really good. Uh, their offense, led by Zion Taylor and David Dodd at quarterback, they've been putting up great numbers. Brandeis, you know, with uh, Jordan Battles at quarterback and Jainova Rangel at He's running back. They, they, and, and, and this Corian, um, uh, they had another kid emerge last week. Corian Holmes ran for 135 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, last week or two weeks ago, mm-hmm. they, everybody was on a bye last week. Two weeks ago, they beat Brennan 51 to 16. Yeah, and that's clearly the most impressive win to me maybe of anyone in the city of san antonio this year yeah that 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 win and that dominance over a really good brennan team lit me up a little bit i was like wow this is this brandeis Mm -hmm. team is legit so the one wild card in this game is o'connor head coach david molesky he is a trickster yeah he will that when they beat steel for the first time two years ago they recovered three onside kicks in that game 
They will onside kick. They will fake punt. They will. He's team no punt. He's team yeah. burn it down. Mm-hmm. And R.I.P. Max. He he would love watching yes. a David Molesky game. That guy. So if 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 O'Connor if if they can hit a couple of their tricks and get some momentum going, this could be a really fun game. Yeah, I tend to think you're right. And, and what I'm what I'm very interested in is whether or not um, if if Brandeis jumps out to an early lead. That's like at that point. That's the big time danger zone for O'Connor because Brandeis has uh, Brandeis is a team that once they jump on top of you, they're the kind of team that can keep pouring it on, and yeah. they can they can pull away from you. And even if you score, they're like they're happy to just trade scores with you at that point. Yep. So for me, this is about O'Connor in the first quarter, keeping this thing close, making sure you're in this game. And I mean, look, the atmosphere is going to be nuts. Oh, it's going to be crazy. I I got to tell you a story about the game that I went to, Brandeis O'Connor. Okay, so. Went to Brandeis O'Connor three or four years, maybe five years ago now. Uh, O'Connor was up twelve to ten at the very end of the game, and Brandeis was on their own twenty with like three seconds left. Okay, mm-hmm. so Brandeis runs one of those uh, crazy lateral plays, and they they throw a pass to the forty, about a twenty yard pass. And they start lateral, lateraling the ball around, and they actually get to like the forty of O'Connor. Oh wow! Well, in the middle of a play, O'Connor thought they had tackled Brandeis, and stormed the field at the 40. Well, the guy got tackled at the 40, but they stormed the field while the play was still going on. Flag comes out, 15-yard penalty. Oh, my God. One untimed down from the 25-yard line. Kid from Brandeis kicks a 42-yard field goal, and they win the game 13-12. Oh, my God. That's the kind of crazy, bonkers stuff you'll see in this game. I love it. And I'm here for it. I love it. Wow. This game's at... uh, Ferris. Ferris. Uh, Friday night at Ferris. That's where it should be. Good. I'm glad. All right. I'm going to 4A. And Matt Step, let's get pointsy. Andrews. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and Canyon. Yeah. If you like um, points, this is your game. So this is a non-district game because both of these teams are still in four. They're in 14 districts yes. in that crazy 18-team region one. Yes. They're four division one. They're playing their seventh non-district game. And <laughs> these teams, if you are, if you are the kind of person... I don't want to put this. If you if you watch Army football, okay, and you think, man, that's really cool. That's the way football is designed to be played. It's supposed to be like that. It's supposed to keep three yards of cloud of dust. Let's go. I have bad news yeah, for you in this. This game. is not your. Don't go to Andrews on Friday don't night. Don't go to Andrews because both of these teams can sling it. They're going four and five wide. They're going to throw the ball. Canyon's undefeated. Canyon, their quarterback, Jay DeFore, has been awesome. He's been really good. Andrews, we knew, was going to be super pointy because they had Brett Leach and they had Marquise Lawrence and they've got, they've got, they are just loaded. They're a flamethrower. And the thing that I like about both of these teams is that, is that they are, they're both explosive, like they're both high powered offenses, but they are both also vertical offenses. Like they, oh, yeah. they are, this is not, this is not the, um, in a lot of ways, like the Art Bryles offense and the, the, that kind of air raid offense is really based on like short routes and like a lot of screen passes mm. and a lot of like a lot of crossers, like a lot of crossers, things mm. like that. There are at least one or two guys on every play going deep. Oh yeah, and they, these are the, this is going to be pushing it down the field, mm-hmm. trying to hit home runs. 
Um, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some defense played in this. Whatever. I don't care. I'm here for the points. Setting the over-under this one at 88. This game is going to be super, super high score. I saw Andrews in the second round of the playoffs against Decatur last year. And they, they, it was a good game for, you know, Decatur won 41-27. And you're right, Andrews, Marquise Lawrence is going to stretch the defense. He is yes. He, his route tree is not real expansive. It is run the go. It is nine. And, and they, they run <laughs> they it a lot with him. They just hold up a sign that says nine. And he goes. So, yeah. um yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it's going to be a really pointy game, and I think it's a good measuring stick for mm-hmm. both of these teams because we both think, you think both of these teams are kind of sleepers in Region 1. Well, and yeah, you look at, so you look at Region 1, we mentioned it's 16 teams, right? Um, or 18 teams, uh, because you've got three four teams districts and then a 16 district in, in District 4. Um, like right now, who are like the who are the favorites in that region? I mean, Springtown's certainly looking very good, right? Decatur. Decatur is the reigning t- district or the region champ. They deserve it. Dumas is in that mix too, undefeated. These two teams. The winner of this game, I think, joins that yep. list. And by the way, that's not to that's not to, to discount a team like Gainesville, who is interesting. And you look at Hershey. Hershey has a win over Friendship, who's re, re, yeah. resurgent this year. Right. This is a much deeper region. It's than a yeah. Think. Of the, I mean, of the of the eighteen teams, you can make an argument. There's like seven contenders. Yeah. Be a fun play. That, that playoff bracket's gonna be. That's fun gonna be really watch. fun. It's yeah. gonna be like just because it's so truncated, and you know, yeah. Look, um, the Big Springs having a down year, right? And they're gonna play, but they're gonna play probably Clint Mountain View or Clint in the first round, and they're gonna have a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. So I'm gonna take Andrews just for the. And by the way, don't be surprised. Again, another because of that. There's also chances the first of two meetings. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because, because they are in Region 1 together, so that'll be very interesting. I've got Kenyon and Andrews. What is your third pick? Well, I'm going to go for another big-time Thursday game in the Metroplex. Unbeatens. Frisco Independence takes on the machine. Frisco Lone Star. Mm-hmm. A team that I saw two weeks ago and you saw last week, and we both left going, whoa, okay. this team is really good. Before we get into that, let us let's, – let's have a Kyle Story appreciation moment. Okay. For what he's done at Independence. This is really impressive. Yes. Um, it is easy to think of, if you're if you're outside the DFW Metroplex, if you're outside uh, Dallas, you just think of Frisco and you're just like, they're all the same. Whatever. And it's hard for these younger, newer programs in Frisco to get their feet underneath them, especially when you've got a, a, a you know, not, a, not necessarily blue blood because they've never really been all this good, but Frisco High is on the rise. And... It's hard to get traction, but what Kyle Story has built there is a team with an identity, a team that is fun to watch. Oh yeah, Braylon Braxton, their quarterback, is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just appreciate what he's built there. That's all I want to say. Yeah, they, went, they went three deep two years ago, yeah. and they had a good year last year, and they're five and zero this year, and doing some great things. Um, they're gonna have their hands full this this week because, uh, yeah, Marvin Mims. I think I said it in my preview. He personally victimized Frisco Wakeland last week, uh, and you got to witness it. Uh, four touchdowns, 260 yards receiving. Marvin Mims is incredible. He is he is unbelievable. So we were having this conversation on Friday. Um, we were talking about, because we do hand out the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award. He's in the mix, man. Yeah. He's been amazing, and he is... like. Coming away from that game, watching it, my one thought of watching them was like, oh, yeah, no, I understand how he did that at Highland Park. Like, because you talk, like, who's going to match up with him? 
Yeah. Who? He's tremendous. He's amazing. L- Little Elm put uh, Ryan Watts on him, and he he had he had his way with Ryan Watts a few times too. This this is Marvin Mims is 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 really really tremendous, and it, all the talk with Lone Stars is on their offense. Their defense is really really, really fast, and they 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 play nas- they play with the mean streak, and I, I like that from the defense and and Independence is undefeated undefeated, but they really haven't. Neither of these teams have really played great schedules, except for Lone Star has the one scalp with Highland Park. Yes, they do. And that's kind of the difference in this one to me in this matchup. This is a great Thursday night game at the, at the yeah. Star. Battle of Unbeatens. If, if, if you got a battle of Unbeatens, things are going pretty well for you. You can go to Connie Rosso before the yes, game. Yes, you can. And, and watch some good football. All right. This is a game that I think in a lot of weeks, and I think it could qualify as a hipster pick, but I think it's too good. I think part of it is because it's two state ranked teams. We go to thirteen four A Division One, and what well, I great think, district. what I think. Now Sealy's in the mix, yeah, but they, they got a loss. Yeah, they're they're not out of it though. They're not out of it. But let's go to Blue Jay Stadium in Needville, Texas, where unbeaten West Columbia visits five and one Needville, who just came off uh, a you know who's who's playing extremely extremely well right now. Mm-hmm. Five and one on the year. Their only loss is a really good loss too. Yeah, lost to Cal Allen by like I think yeah. one or two points. Yeah, they pushed. I think I think they lost by one. I think they went for two and they yeah. missed it. It's a good loss for a. Four That's a. a great loss. Yeah. Needville's and then the next week they went and they they beat somebody really impressive. Who was it? So Warden. I think that was when they beat Warden. Yeah. Um, they were. They have been really impressive. Yeah, you're right. They lost to Cal Allen. Um, by or they, they lost Cal Allen by one, and then no, and then they drilled Yoakum. Now that has, okay. but then they, hasn't aged quite as. But well. then, by the way, they drilled El Campo. They're drilling. That, they're drilling those teams. Yeah, they drilled them, and then they, you know, they beat Bay City. They they, they should. They did what they should have to Bay. Yeah, City. they kind of played with their food a little bit against Bay City. Yes. That game, they they needed. It was twenty seven twenty seven going into the fourth quarter. But there's a Dave Campbell's Texas football favorite on this team. Ashton Stradick, their running back, is uh, he's a favorite around here. We love him. We've he was great last year, and he's just one of those guys that we let. He kept showing up on the Mister Texas Football Player of the Week list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You started watching his film. You're like, man, this kid's a stud. But they do a lot of things really well. Um, their defense, okay, their defense. They have ten interceptions of the year. That's incredible. They have ten interceptions on the year. Uh, that's hard to do. Uh, not to mention they've got fifty-one tackles for loss. Uh, they've got uh, uh, they've got ten sacks on the year. They have been getting after it. This Needville team is legit. Well, here's your chance to really jump on the radar because West Columbia is legit. I mean, they're legit. They're we team. thought they were legit going into the season with all they had coming back, and they have been done nothing to prove us wrong. Yeah. Um, and by the way, they beat um, they beat Wharton. They went on the road and beat Wharton, which is probably their best win of the year. Um, and then there was, um, and then by the way, they they beat Sweeney. That's a nice win strong too. Win, that's, yeah. a, that's a strong win as well. Mm-hmm. Remember when Sweeney was the number one team in the state last year? There was a couple of weeks there. They were number one in the state. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, they've been rolling, and and for all we for all we're going to talk about um, a West Columbia and their quarterback Cameron Ward, who's been really really good. The reason that they are great and the reason they are undefeated is that their defense is nasty. Mm-hmm. Their defense is really, really good. And so that's going to be the challenge, right, is can Needville move the ball against West Columbia? Um, look, they both still have to play Sealy, okay? So there's still big still work to be tests done. ahead. But this, the winner of this game 
has no the worse track. than second. Yeah, they have the inside track. No worse than second. And then you deal with Sealy. And, by the way, you have to deal with Brass's yeah. Who just beat Sealy? It's a great district. It's a it, really good district. And El Campo's still in the mix. That's, that's somebody really good is going to be home come playoff. I mean, time. yeah. You, I mean, basically, uh, Bay City and Fullshear are, are out of the of the mix basically. Yeah. But then, Needville, Columbia, Brazosport, El Campo, Sealy. That is about as strong a top five as you're going to find. So I like West Columbia and um, uh, and Needville in this one for my fourth pick. What was your fourth pick? I was actually going to pick West Columbia and Needville. So it's okay. <laughs> I'm going to just go, go a little further south. I got to win them. Are you going to take? No, I should have won the coin toss. How, how about? Can I interest you in Beville Jones at Lavernia? You absolutely can. Six and zero, Beville Jones. Chris Sosa mm-hmm. getting it done in his first year at Beville, taking on Lavernia, who was the the class of the district last year. Mm-hmm. Went to the regional finals. Played Liberty Hill tough in the regional finals. Uh, the Bears are, are four and two, so still really strong. And it looks like they're a team that's improving every week. And that's what's got me impressed about them going into this game. Chris Tabor and that, and that coaching staff have done a good job with a very young team. Last week they did what they should do against an overmatched Pearsall team yeah. and beat them 56 to nothing. Gage Lowry had a big game. He's kind of taking the range from uh, Clayton Chabuk, the quarterback, last year. He's playing well. The offense is clicking. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Beville Jones, you know, Chris Souza coming in and installing. So Chris Souza on, on the surface runs a slot T offense. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of the the pleasant grove of slot T teams. They throw they sling it around mm-hmm. out of the slot T. And Seth Gomez ran the spread last year really well, and he's taken to this new offense and, and run with it. And they're improving. They, they put up 50 last week against a good private school team in San Antonio Central Catholic. Mm-hmm. Gomez ran for 100 yards and two, two touchdowns, threw for 167 yards and two touchdowns, and getting the other guys involved in this Beville offense. So... Um, this is the de facto district title game, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I think the winner gets the district title. And if Beville can win this game at 7-0, and you got to start talking about the Trojans as one of those kind of sleeper teams mm-hmm. in Region 4 or 4A Division 1. I totally agree. I totally agree. I think that that is – I think that's an excellent, excellent pick. Um, and, yeah, Beville Jones is a team that I think has flown under a lot of radars. And if they can pull this one off, then I think you start thinking, okay, uh, maybe they got a little something cooking here. 6-0. and Yeah. They're looking good. Okay. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna take a game. Am I? Yeah. You know what? I think I'm gonna take a game that I think is. I think it's off your radar. I think it's off your radar. Believe it or not. Okay. Because you sent me your your list of games, and I don't think it's on it. Matt Step. Let's go to the Rio Grande Valley. Okay. Matt Step. Let's go to Richard R. Flores Stadium on Thursday night, as Edinburgh Vela takes on Westlaco. Oh yeah, in oh. a really intriguing. Yeah, I picked a different Valley game, District okay. Thirty-One Six A matchup. Yeah. Um, this is this is for, I mean, fundamentally, the winner of this game clinches a playoff spot, and I think this is for the district championship. And these, I, these are the yeah. two best teams in this district. I tend to think that you're right. Uh, you know, Westlaco East may have something to say about that at some point, but. I think that right now I feel pretty comfortable saying that the the winner of this game is probably going to win the district championship. Uh, Edinburgh Vela is um, is is scoring, y'all. Yeah, their offense is clicked. Their offense has been terrific. And you know, we had some questions about about what they're going to like, what they're going to look like offensively. Well, what they have looked like is Anthony Satello, their quarterback, just 
slinging it. Yep. He has already thrown 133 passes this year. It's very un-John Campbell. John Campbell's kind of a power-running guy yeah. when he was at Brandeis, but he's opened it up at, at Vela and taken advantage of the uh, personnel on hand. They have three receivers over 400 yards in the year. That's impressive. Three. That is really impressive. Defense, fine. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's, it's, that, that's where that, that's, that, that cost them against yeah. McCallum Memorial mm-hmm. and, their, and their loss, and, and that's that's the one, that's been the question mark for them all right. year. Now they're taking on a Westlaco team that is probably, I would say, a lot more balanced. Um, they run the ball really well, but then the name of the game is Jacob Cavazzo as their quarterback. He has been excellent. He's a dual-threat guy. Want to say three-year starter, maybe? Uh, he's been there forever, uh, it feels like. But West, he has, I think he's a three-year starter. I think he's a three-year starter. He has been excellent this year as a senior. They're 4-1. and one. Um, But again, this is a game that probably comes down to stops. And if, you know, both, de- both defenses have been fine, mostly. Uh, but this is a game that comes down to stops. And the winner of this game wins the district championship and looking at the enrollments um, they're probably going different ways it yeah, kind of was D1 last year it really kind of depends on who gets that fourth spot and the, yeah. I mean the problem is here's the thing Vell is pretty good Westlaco is pretty good I think Westlaco East is pretty good too the battle for, that district, that battle for fourth in that district is always crazy. But the bottom of that district, the bottom falls out of that yeah. district. It's like, and all those teams are kind of all about the same. They can all beat each other on any given night. It's it's all it's the three other Edinburgh teams. It's North Edinburgh High and Economides, and then it's and it's Donna North is really struggling. Yeah, right Donna, now. Donna North is a level below. Yes, they are. But it's like you've got these the teams three that, Edinburghs are going to be fighting. For it's that like last they're going to fight it, fight, fight, and it, it kind of depends on who gets in because I'm fairly certain. No, it's okay. So. Um, yeah, so Vela is definitely going Division Two, but I believe there is a situation in which, yeah, is that right? No, I'm wrong. I'm wasting your time. Westacos going Division One, so not a lot, a lot of playoff implications. But in the Valley, district championships matter. District championships are a big time deal. This is probably for the thirty-one six-eight district championship. I'm taking Vela and Westaco for my final pick. What is your final pick, Matthew? I was debating on this one. I was thinking about Marion and Jordanton. Jordanton. Mm-hmm. It's a very good game. Jordanton. We called it. We, we, we Remember we saw them at 7-7? <laughs> yes. seven seven? We were like, man, they look good. Yeah, and they had 11, all 11 offensive starters back. And yeah. You know, they were my pick in the preseason to win 3A Division One, Region 4. Hey, now. So they're looking good. I'm going to go up to Royce City. Okay. As Corsicana, 5-1, and 4-0. Visits Roy City, who's four and one and two and one in district play. Mm-hmm. So, very good district. Uh, I believe this is district seven four A division two, um, if memory serves correctly. No eight eight four A division eight seven eight five A division two. Sorry, got it. Yeah, seven five A division two is the Frisco Denison district. Um, Hal Lawson quietly putting together very a strong quietly. season at Corsicana at five and one. Uh, this quarterback Solomon James is having a great year. Demarius Daniels, very balanced attack from Corsicana. If you look at all their games this year, very balanced offensively, almost a fifty fifty kind of split run pass, which is which is interesting. But, but I think mm-hmm. that fits the personnel at Cors- Corsicana pretty well. And that defense every week's gotten a little bit better, a little bit better, and they're playing physical. And, and kind of embodying that old school Corsicana style. Because remember, Hal Watson's old school Corsicana. He, he's from there. He's been around. He, his his memories of Corsicana are physical, mm-hmm. kind of hit you in the mouth type football. And that's what kind of what Corsicana is getting back to. Um, Roy City was off to a really great start and kind of took it on the chin last week against Ennis, losing 30, 38 to twenty one. Um, the offense, the, the the problem for me with Roy City in this game is their offense. 
they're they're very very run dependent, and if you can stop the run and, and put them in obvious passing situations, I don't think they're equipped to uh, consistently convert on third and long. I mean, last week they only had 158 yards of offense because Ennis mm-hmm. basically put eight guys in the box and said, "You want to run it? Okay, yeah. do something or, else. or beat us throwing," and mm-hmm. they couldn't do it. And I think Corsicana is going to have a similar game plan. And Corsicana might be a little bit better defensively than mm-hmm. Ennis. We'll, we'll see. Um, but I think that that's kind of the 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 rub in this game. But I think it's an important game in District Eight Five A Division Two because I think if Corsicana wins, then it kind of sets us in motion for that showdown with Ennis in Week Ten uh, down in Corsicana to, to decide the district. Where yeah. if Roy City wins, and I think you know Ennis Ennis clearly elevates themselves as a district favorite. I I think you're right. That that's this is a, you know. All eyes are kind of on Ennis at this point, but I think this is, you're right, this is a really interesting matchup that's going to determine a lot of what the rest of that district looks like uh, going forward. So I like your pick. So uh, Step took El Paso, Franklin, El Paso, America, San Antonio, Brandeis, San Antonio, Connor, Frisco, Lone Star, Frisco, Independence, Beeville, Jones, Lavernia, and Roy City, of course, Canna. I took Lamar Consolidated, a Consolidated, Lake Travis, Westlake, Canyon, Andrews, West Columbia, Needville, and Edinburgh, Vela, Westlaco. And now it's time for the award-winning... Hipster game of the week. Oh yeah, I will go first. You won the toss. I did, and we we don't share these with one another. Mm-mm. We we don't. And I'm going to see if if this is a game you are at all interested in. Don't pick my game. Don't pick my game. No, I don't think I did. I took a three A game. Okay. Okay, we're good. I think we're good. Yeah, okay. I took a four A. But but I think a district championship is going to be decided on Friday night, Matthew. All right. It's going to be decided in Collin County at Tiger Stadium. As the Blue Ridge Tigers oh. welcome in the Cooper Bulldogs. Okay. And by okay. the way, it is. It's. I've been told it's Cooper. Yeah, it's Cooper. Yeah. Cooper. It's not. It's spelled Cooper. It's like, very East Texas. It's spelled Cooper like Amari. It's. It's more. It's really more Koopa. 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 Yeah. Uh, Koopa. I am great soda shop in downtown Koopa. <laughs> like an old school, like kind of pharmacy soda shop. It's yes. really good. So these two teams are uh Co- Cooper is two and zero in district. Mm-hmm. Uh and then Blue Ridge is one and zero in district. Bells also lurks, but I also think that I like this is not the Bells of old. Bells used to be the super high flying offense. Yeah. Uh they are just not that way. I think that they've kind of fallen back to the pack a little bit. Uh, although they got a big game with Prairland this week. That could be dangerous. Anyway. Two teams are three and two, start the year, but a district championship is on the line. And you're saying, well, why do I care about this? Um, I'll tell you why, okay? Because you want to finish as high as you can in this district. Because you don't want to run into ARP, say, in the first round of the playoffs, which is what really may happen if you lose this game. Uh, for, uh, For Blue Ridge... They have been really solid offensively. Garrett Mathers, their running back, has been very good. Uh, Tyson Walters, their quarterback, has been pretty solid as well. Uh, these are not high-scoring games. These are games that tend to be in the, the 20s, maybe the low 30s. But this is a critical, critical game with a district championship on the line. More importantly, the computer has this as a pick em. Really? Oh, pick em game here. Um, interested to see this. Um, Coming from Blue Ridge is a new coach, right? Mark Chester, the yes. former DC at San Angelo Central. That's right. He is the new coach there at Blue Ridge. Off to an excellent start. You want if you want to uh, align yourself with uh, with the community and win some friends and influence people, go out there and win a district championship. Yeah, that'll do it. First year, that'll do it. So Blue Ridge and Cooper, my my hipster game of the week. What was your hipster game of the week? Kind of staying in the general east of the Metroplex mm-hmm. area. Um, I'm taking. Athens at four and one mm. visiting four and one Waxahachie Life. 
think this is a big game. I think the winner of this game is still alive for the district title. And with Midlothian Heritage kind of um, falling back to the pack a little bit, I think, I think, I think there's a chance for, for the winner of this game to really have a good shot at the district championship. Uh, Athens is under a new head coach, Zach Harrell. Athens is also running the four-day school week. Did you know that? Really? Athens ISD has four-day school weeks. They don't go to school on Fridays. Wow. I know. Hmm. You're going to run that by Tep Wife, huh? <laughs> I wonder if they're hiring. I know. <laughs> I, and, and apparently, that, that's, it's, it's been an initiative to, to get attract more quality teachers. Yeah. Because they only have a four-day four school week. Now, I don't know how it works with the football team and how Coach Harrell manages that, but they're off to a 4-1 start. Yeah. So, don't apologize. Um, they're going to run the spread. They're going to they're going to sling it around. They're going to be more wide open. Walks at you life runs the flex bone. So offensive contrast and styles in this game. Uh, I'm really interested to see if uh, if walks at you life at home can get kind of a home field advantage and kind of get a big crowd on their side and see what they can do um, against a really veteran Athens squad. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of speed. Both these teams are loaded with speed and athleticism. I think the difference, though, is Athens up front. Yes. Athens is big and physical up front. they got some big dudes, and I, and I wonder if that's going to make uh, make the difference in this game and if they can disrupt that flex bone with, uh, from the inside out. I'm a little scattershot here, so I'm going to go back to something we were talking about. One of the things that surprised me about Frisco Lone Star, their offensive line is really good. Yes. Their offensive line is really good. And I guess I realized, I guess I found out after the game that they had three starters back from that offensive line. And if you're going to pick three starters back in your offensive line, where do you want them? Uh, I'd want them at center and at two tackle spots. Guess where they have them? Yeah. Center and the two tackle spots. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, no, this all it all starts to make sense. But yeah, that's that, of nothing, you just reminded me of that. Um, anyway, um, that's a good hipster pick. Athens and Waxhatchee Life. Waxhatchee Life is one of those teams that... that they're a perennial playoff team. They're mm-hmm. always in the playoffs, and they're always kind of lurking. They always kind of give somebody a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because I think because they are a um, they're a, they're a charter school mm-hmm. that I think people are like don't they fly under the radar. Yeah, a they bit. find out a ton about them, but they are they're a very interesting squad. There walks that your life. Okay, Matthew. Uh, as we wrap this thing up, tell me about your schedule this week. All right, so you can find me Thursday in McKinney. As Plano takes on McKinney, mm. be honest. Uh, the Metroplex Thursday night slates are have left a little something. To be left desired. a little something to be desired. It's a good week this week though with Lone Star and Independence, and then McKinney. I think McKinney and Plano could be potentially for a playoff spot. I think you're right. So a couple of decent games this well, week. Well, let's on. put let's put it this way: McKinney needs it. Yes, badly. Um, McKinney needs it badly. They're favored in this game. Computers yeah. got them by six. So, and I'm going to see our, our buddy Coach Shavers. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday night, I'm going to get eyes on Pilot Point. On purpose. Yes. They, uh, so I'm, I've, I've never been to the town of Pilot Point before in my life. Pilot Point. It's up 377. Is now. a super interesting team this year. Yes. But I can't believe you're choosing this game to go to. Just happened to be the week. I, I think I, I wanted to, I think the way I did it was I wanted to see a game in Pilot Point. Mm-hmm. That was one of the big things. I wanted to go to Pilot Point. And I think this 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 was the Friday that that there was no games that really just when you looked at their home schedule this was the kind of the game where the, the other games around didn't mm-hmm. didn't make as much sense so yeah Pilot Point's a huge favorite against Ponder they should roll um, would you care to guess what the computer has it as fifty fifty one yeah they should roll so but it's it'll be a good chance for me to at least see Pilot Point with my yeah. own two eyes and then talk to Coach David and I don't want to experience the small town is there somewhere to eat. Uh, probably the coaches at Pilot Point have told me a couple of places they they put the word out for folks to okay. suggest places to eat. So we'll see. 
Okay. I got a banging doubleheader Saturday in Houston. Going to Houston you, you know Saturday. what? You know what? You really do. And for all the crap that you give for me. All, for all the crap that I give you, <laughs> you have stumbled upon a couple of bangers. Blind squirrel. Yeah. Uh, first game Saturday, 2 o'clock, Klein versus the Woodlands. A massive game with playoff implications in 15-6A. Suddenly! <laughs> if, if the Woodlands loses this game, we seriously start talking about the Woodlands missing the playoffs. Yes. Because they still got to play Klein Collins. They've lost They lost to Klein Oak. Okay, Klein Oak, pretty good. I think we've established that Klein Oak now in our rankings. Uh, they, they, you know, that's fine. I think that that's, a, that's the kind of game that you go, okay, wow, hey, good for Klein Oak. But okay, that's fine, the Woodlands. Then they lose to Klein Kane. If they lose this one... They're in serious danger zone area where they're going to have to basically they're going to have to steal it against Collins. Yep, they're going to have Collins becomes a must win. Yes, so it's a huge game for the Woodlands, and it's a huge game for Klein. Yes, Klein's one and By the two. Way, I think the computer has straight up given up on the Woodlands. This is a team we had ranked to start the year. They are sixty third in wow. the in the six A rankings right now. They so are Klein might, Klein might be a favorite in this game. Klein is not. No, the Woodlands is a six point favorite. That's a that's a one score game, and this is a Klein team that 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 beat Klein Oak. Mm-hmm. So Klein's capable here if they can stop anybody. Yeah, they gotta play some defense. They, yeah, Klein's defense has been shredded the yes. last two. They've got fifty-two to Klein Kane and thirty-eight to Connor. Yeah. So, uh, and then Saturday night, the big one at Trailer Stadium. I'm gonna drive all the way across Houston. I may not be able to. So the the A and M consolidated Rosenberg Lamar consolidated game is the game I really want to see. Of course. So Klein in the Woodlands kicks off at two. Incline. Okay. Incline, for you those familiar, is north of Houston. Mm-hmm. It's it's well. Mm-hmm. It's like near spring. Mm-hmm. And then Rosenberg is <laughs> past Sugarland. Yes. So it's all, all the way on the, on the other side of town. So it's a six o'clock kickoff in Rosenberg. So I'm not going to be able to stay for the whole climb the Woodlands game. There's no, yeah, no way. Yeah, you're kind of hoping somebody takes command of that game and you could be like, okay. Yeah. Okay. So because uh, it's about an hour drive yeah. to get to to the, to the uh, trailer stadium. So, but yeah, the but A&M the consolidated game. and Rosenberg Lamar consolidated. Huge, huge game. I wonder if Texan Live is going to broadcast that game because that might be a game you have kind of running during a college mm-hmm. football, the top ten five AD two matchup. Mm-hmm. Let's see. They were at they, they were at broadcasting the Dobie and Humble. So let me see. Texan Live actually just sent me an email. Thank you guys. It's like they know we're doing this podcast. So they've got they got Seven Lakes and Tompkins. Uh, no, never mind. That's volleyball. <laughs> Sorry, it's I'm sure volleyball. sure volleyball is wonderful. Um, Tompkins made Creek, which is an interesting game. Yeah, it's another. That's, that's a game. It's, that's a quick pick Fine. game in the preview. Adam Catalde, Lamar Catalde. God bless you, Texan life. Yeah, so there you go. You um, can watch that that's game exactly there. right. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to stream that with my in-laws in town. Pop that, pop that bad boy on. Watch that in a little college football. Watch that in a little college football. Although you know there was. You know, on on Saturday, I had to go to a one year old's birthday party. Not my not my kid. Hank's not one yet. No, he's close. December. Um, I had to go to a one year old birthday party. Which is it's for the parents. It's not for the kids. Oh my God. The one year olds don't care. No, they don't. But it was just like he just wants to. He just puts just, his face was, in the cake. I was there, and I'm like, man, this is the life I've chosen. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us, and thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We love you very much. Please tell a friend about this. Uh, tell your friend if you like this podcast. Just be like, hey, you're a high school football nerd. You know what you'd like? Two dudes talking for an hour and ten minutes every week about high school football. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun, right? Anyway, please tell a friend. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. And Steph, thanks for your courage. Thank you, sir. See you next week. Let's have a